Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. The Lord's favor, uh, grace, and blessing uh, be upon all of you. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I want to talk to you today about a question that I put on social media, on our Facebook uh, social media outlets, and it's literally going viral. And it's this uh, silly question, but nevertheless, can a Christian be demon possessed? I want to talk to you today about it. You know, throughout all the years of me conducting, doing uh, deliverance all over the world, literally, I've been all over the world. The only two places that I really haven't been is to... Orient and to the land down under. So I've never, I haven't had a chance to actually uh, go to Australia. But never, but I've been everywhere else. I've even been to the land of Israel about maybe 10 years ago. I took a pilgrimage and I went to the city and the countries of Jordan and Palestine and uh, the, Mount, uh, the Mount Sinai Peninsula and all of that have, have been literally all over the world. All right. Now, here's the question uh, that I want to pose to you guys. And I really want to get your honest to God feedback. So this is going to be a Q&A with you guys is can a Christian be demon possessed? You know, I keep hearing this phrase over and over and over again everywhere I go um, in the sense of when the topic of deliverance comes up. People are always quick to say a Christian cannot be demon possessed. You know, in the beginning, I brushed it off as, you know, just. Ordinary commentary from people who probably uh, have no idea about deliverance, you know, but that statement is becoming very prevalent. I'm hearing it a lot more frequently. And so that lets me know that there is somewhere, there is somewhere where someone is actually uh, perpetuating the notion that a Christian can actually be demon possessed. I'm wrestling with that, y'all. I don't teach that. I never have taught that. I don't even find scriptural basis to support that. Not even in the Bible. But I would say this. They're getting it from somewhere. I've never heard it. And I've been almost literally uh, about 90% of the globe. I've been there. Um, I've sat in hundreds of conferences. I've met thousands of believers all over the world. I've dialogued with thousands of believers, you know, from all uh, actually all forms of, of the Christian faith. The only group of people that I have never encountered anyone, um, is the, uh, the snake handlers. There's a group of Christians deep in the mountains of, uh, 
Kentucky and Arkansas that they handle like snakes. I've never been or have met any uh, Christian uh, in that version of extreme Christianity. And I know that it does exist. And I know that they are genuinely saved. They just have a, a certain ideology with a particular uh, verse. And that's how they express their faith. Now, I think that that's heresy and demonic or whatever the case may be, but to each their own. All right. You know, but here's my question is I've never heard it. I've never met anyone. Um, all of the deliverance ministers that I know that are actually doing deliverance, none of us uphold that belief that a Christian can be full-blown demon-possessed. None of us. And I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking to uh, the remnant of, you know, of deliverance ministers. Um, thank you so much for the, uh, the person that said the comment about the 700 club. I'm glad that you were blessed. Amen. Thank you so much. But, um, all of us deliverance ministers, uh, whether they do it consent, uh, you know, uh, consistently or whether they teach it or whether they, uh, have a full blown deliverance ministry, you know, I don't have a full blown deliverance ministry. I'm actually a pastor of a church. Um, and I happen to do deliverance, but deliverance is not the sum total of my ministry. Um, pastoring God's people really is, but I'm an itinerant minister for deliverance. Or at least I'm a voice for deliverance. All right. So I know literally everybody. <clears throat> we all know each other. None of us upholds to the doctrine or the belief. It has never even come up because there's certain things we don't have to bring up because we already know uh, that a Christian cannot, a real Christian, a real Christian cannot be full blown demon possess why there's a lot of scriptures that that go against that notion first of all first john chapter 3 uh verse 18 says that a person who is born of god truly born of god cannot continue in sin or they are not truly born of god colossians chapter 1 also talks about that when you are in him you have been translated uh, or rather, you've been taken or translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Ephesians chapter one says we are seated with Christ in heavenly, heavenly places. First Peter chapter one says you are sealed by the precious spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our expectation unto the promise of our inheritance in the heavens. So listen, the list is endless. The list is, the list is absolutely endless, but the book of first John really drives this point in that, uh, the believer, a real believer cannot be demon possessed because they actually belong to God. Uh, so I am, I'm saying, uh, when, when we say demon possessed, here's what I think. Now I need some, I need some feedback. You can't give me your experience. You cannot give me your experience to validate what you are saying because that is unexegetical, uh, to proper hermeneutics and homiletics and proper exegesis, which means experience does not substantiate and create doctrine. You have to use, you have to use, uh, you really have to use, uh, you have to use this. This is the sole authority for all faith and conduct. Can you believe I only own one Bible? <laughs> I don't have a lot of Bibles. This is my only Bible in my, in my whole house. 
you know what I'm saying, that I own. I only own one Bible. Catch that. You know, like, I, I need Jesus. You know, I only got one Bible. You know, okay. Now, look at this. Um, your experiences uh, should not uh, be the premise for which one draws off doctrine. Actually, that could be a spirit of error. Uh, okay, so, when I say possessed, or let's, let's analyze the word possessed. The word possessed, the real Greek word means ownership. Okay, it's the only meaning of the word possessed. I'm not talking about the Americanized version of the word possessed because then there's multiple, uh, multiple, uh, multiple, uh, meanings uh, of one particular word. You'll have synonym, homonym, antonym. I'm talking about the Greek and Hebrew word. The word possess, KJV, 1611, means one thing. Ownership. Okay, so, wait a second. Okay, so, uh, the book of Hebrews, also the book of Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, um, the book, the books of first, first and second Peter, but really more first Peter. And then heavily, literally, in almost every chapter in the book of first John, all give and indicate that the believer is owned by Jesus and is sealed by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So where are we? Listen to me. Now, don't run now. Don't run away from me now. Don't run away. Don't run away. Come on back. Let's, let's address this thing. Okay. Where are we getting this from? I'm genuinely asking because I really don't know. And if there's something that I'm missing, I want to learn because I'm looking to explore all facets of the, rev of the revelation of deliverance. You know, before Jesus comes, I am going to literally uh, explore as many shades to deliverance that there is so that way I could have at least leave my contribution to this world that I did the best exhaustive, exhaustive, which means I've extracted as much revelation that I can for my generation for deliverance and then my assignment is done here uh, and then the Lord calls me home. I want to know, okay, if believers keep why do, uh, you know, why do believers, where are they getting this from? Where, where are and which churches and who is actually teaching this? Because I've never met them. And I know a lot of people. I don't know everybody. But if you're in the deliverance ministry and the name Pagani doesn't come up, then you're not really in the deliverance ministry. My name will come up. Various names will come up consistently. Apostle Ivory Hopkins, John Eckhart, Guillermo Maldonado, Kimberly Daniels. There's a whole bunch of people. And then some of our predecessors, Derek Prince, Fred Hammond, Don Basham, Maxwell White, Wynn Worley. Listen, the list is endless. And then a bunch of you, new and upcoming, uh, deliverance ministers that God, that God is raising up. You know what I'm saying? I totally, I totally get it. Okay. My issue is this. None of us, uh, none of us, uh, hold dear to that conclusion that a believer is possessed, owned by a demon. Now the word possessed not only does it mean owned, it also means that all of their faculties, all of their faculties, all of their faculties are in complete domin, are in complete, 
in dominated by a malevolent entity. Okay, watch this. If all of your mental faculties or all your faculties are in complete domination of a demon spirit, then you are not Christian. You are not Christian because unbelievers are completely dominated by demons to that capacity. Not Christians. Listen. Okay, okay. The issue, there's some, somewhere somebody's messing up. It's either our version of what we hold to be someone a Christian is off or maybe the group of people that say a Christian can be fully possessed by a demon. Maybe that group really doesn't exist. And it's really a smokescreen of disinformation and misinformation because I haven't, I have yet to meet somebody. I have yet to meet somebody that if you was to ask them, even uh, even those extreme deliverance ministers, because you know there's some spooky, extreme kundalini deliverance ministers. I get it, you know. I've encountered when you sit down and you talk with them and you have a a dialogue with them, you're gonna find that they have fundamental belief systems that are steeped. Uh, do me a favor, Mark, close my door. That are steeped in Christian orthodoxy, which means that they don't believe that a Christian can be possess uh can be possessed uh by uh an evil spirit to the point of ownership i want to know and i'm challenging the body of christ to tell me where are we getting that from because i genuinely want to know i want to know because i don't want to be out there in under some misinformation or disinformation or i'm just not in the now or in the lingo or i'm i'm in some up I'm in some outdated version of deliverance and neither do I want people to assume that that's what I'm teaching. I'm trying to cover my butt, y'all. Like, I don't teach that. Like, I don't know where they're getting that from. I think my version of deliverance uh, is probably one of the most systematic, theologically sound versions of deliverance in the globe today. I could single-handedly say that hands down to God be the glory. I have the most profound, the most systematic, exegetical line of thinking paradigm for deliverance today. And I don't believe and neither have I ever taught that a Christian can be possessed. Is that what people... Now keep in mind, I'm not talking about like this is this is not spawned based on me being accused. But I'm just... I'm trying to find... Uh, I am trying to find uh, what they said. Okay, now somebody said in the chat room uh, that the demon said, I will return to my house, a.k.a. ownership. Okay, let me address that verse. That's Luke chapter 11. Read the verse thoroughly. The next verse, after that statement, can an unclean spirit come back and say, I will go to my house? Read the verse. Jesus said that statement to those Jews. The next verse says, so will it be like for this present generation, which means when Jesus said that statement, he was not talking about people. He was talking about the nation of Israel after he cleaned the house by his arrival. And when he leaves, the demon is going to come back because the next verse, the next verse in that verse. All right. The next verse uh, in that statement Jesus actually said about the seven unclean spirits coming back was so will it be for this present generation, which means that that verse is not present tense. That verse is uh, within the context of that generation 
when he said it because he actually said he said in the context that the unclean spirit revelation thing about seven more demons was not for present tense it was for that particular generation did you catch what I just said that statement about seven more demons coming back that is not for believers that was for the Jewish nation, my house, at that time, uh, who he was telling would reject him and not follow through. And therefore, every principality that he expelled out of the nation of Israel through his present earthly ministry is going to come back seven times more, which means that is why to this day it is harder to get the nation of Israel to become hard, solid believers. Why? Because they're dealing, we're dealing with a generation of people that are seven times demon possessed in their line of thinking or whatever it is that keeps them blinded. All right. Now God is doing, uh, you know, God is doing, um, great, great, great things in the nation of Israel. But read the Bible, y'all. Matter of fact, let's go there. So that way, uh, uh, I'm trying to find it. I believe it's in Luke 11. Luke 11. Hopefully I can find it for you without, uh, in the meantime, I want to hear, uh, your feedback. Uh, I want to hear your feedback, uh, on this. Am I talking good? All right. All right. Okay. Now, if you find, I think it's in Matthew 12. Now, Matthew 12 is written to the Jews. All right. Now, keep it coming, guys. I want to hear your comment. I just want to kind of go there so we can address the seven more demons coming back, you know, within, uh, within proper, uh, within proper, uh, hermeneutics and exegesis. All right, look at this. Look at this. Verse 43, Matthew chapter 12. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to my house or the person right here where it came. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person uh, and live there. Okay, look what it says. Look what the verse finishes saying. Uh, so that, so that person is worse off than the, than the, than before. Look at this, look what the verse says. Finish the saying. Verse 45. Matthew 12, verse 45. So it will be the experience of this evil present generation. Which means when Jesus said that statement, he was referring to, in proper exegesis and good hermeneutics, that generation that was there. That's not for people. That's not for, that's not for this present, uh, dispensation of grace that we're living in. Alright, okay, okay, so, alright, so it's Matthew 12, verse 20, Matthew 12, verse 25. Matthew 12, verse 25. Okay, alright, let's keep going. This is a very good conversation. Uh, very good conversation. Alright, okay, so, where are, where are we getting this from, y'all? I wanna read your comments. Here's what I wanna tell you. I think, that it's an illusion. I've never met those people. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not saying that they don't exist. All right. I'm genuinely uh, not saying uh, that they that they don't exist. I've never met them in all these years of doing deliverance. I've never met not one solid deliverance minister, not one believer 
who genuinely believes that a Christian can be demon-possessed. So why do we keep bringing it up? Why do we keep bringing it up saying people are saying that? Why every time the topic of deliverance comes up, people say that? A Christian cannot be uh, demon-possessed. Why are we... Where are you getting that from? You say, Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, where... Where... Where is the group of people that are actually saying that, that you can, that you come to the conclusion that that's what they mean and that they're actually saying that? I'm here to tell you, I could be wrong. I, 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 I could be wrong. Listen, say, I could be wrong. I think it's a smoke screen. I think it's an illusion. I think it's a smokescreen of disinformation and misinformation that has morphed into a general social consciousness where there's a cultural acceptance that that is so and that there is a group of people that really do, that really do that. I don't think they really exist. I think it's spiritual Fake news. You could call me Donald Trump because he, t- I take that fake news phrase from him. I think it is deliverance fake news. I think it's deliverance is fake news. They don't exist. Nobody that I know, uh, has said that. Name one person that you know. I'll wait. I'll wait. It's, it's spiritual fake news and superstition. Right? I'll wait for you to tell me that you've actually met somebody that is un- I'll wait for you guys. I want to wait. I'll wait for you to tell me, yes, I know somebody that actually says that because I beg to differ. I believe, I believe you don't have nobody. You think you do. You don't. Go ahead, name one. Give me a name. Give me a church. Give me a denomination. Give me, you don't have one. It's either that or someone is lying to further validate their error. So they'll make up a lie. Like when people say, I've met people that done X, Y, and Z. And they really haven't. It's just a lie to further substantiate of them wanting to be right. Did you catch it? I'm here to tell you. That it is biblically impossible for a Christian to be demon possessed in the sense of ownership. Because 1 John chapter 3 says it cannot be. 1 Peter chapter 1 cannot be. Colossians chapter 1 cannot be. Ephesians chapter 1 cannot be. Uh, I could keep going, y'all. I can be, I can keep going. And if they are possessed, they are not and never were real Christians. They thought they were. They were not. That is impossible. It is impossible because we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Then they were never Christian. They were, uh, they were Christian in the, okay, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. They were Christian, but they were never really saved. They were Christian, but not saved. It is biblically impossible. It is biblically impossible 
Because 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says, whoever is born of God does not continue in sin. Which means if you are born of God, you sin and you have an advocate with the Father. But the but but John is saying if you continue in sin, whether you open a door to the devil, whether you continue in sin, in the end, ultimately, it's not that you're a Christian who's struggling. You are not a Christian. Paul, uh, uh, John is not playing. John is not modern evangelical here. John is saying if you continue in sin, you are not born of God, which means you are not saved. You were never saved. You thought you were saved. You're not saved. Did you catch what I just said? You're not saved. They are not saved. It's impossible. All right. So I'm trying to find out or dispel. I want to dispel and dissipate the smokescreen of fake news and disinformation. There are no churches teaching that. If a person backslides, y'all not going to like what I'm about to say. If a person backslides and dies in sin, they were never really saved. Because John chapter 10 says, the father who gave them to me, the father who gave them to me is greater than all and no one can pluck them out of my hand. And then he says this, and no one can pluck them out of my father's hand. If you backslide and die in sin, you were never in Jesus's hand or the father's hand. There's no way around that one. You were never, the person was never saved. They were Christian in the sense of within Christianity, they were never really saved. It's impossible. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise unto the day of redemption. There's, there's no way around that one. Sealed. Sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise unto the day of redemption, which means he never leaves you. John chapter 16 says, I will send you the spirit of truth and he will never leave you. He will never leave you. Never leave you. Never. N-E-V-E-R. Never leave you. Which means the Holy Spirit, if you're sealed by him, Holy Spirit, Bible says, Jesus said, never leave you. But Paul in the book of Hebrews says, if you continuously sin, there remains no more sacrifice for sin, and you trample under your feet the blood of the everlasting Son of God, which means you were never saved. You were never saved. Listen, there's no way around this one, guys. There's no way around this one. There's not even room for debate. We are sealed. Real Christians are sealed. Impossible. Oh, but what about what about doing wrong? No. If you're really sealed, you, the Bible says you won't sin. First John chapter three verse eighteen says, "Whoever has His Spirit does not sin." So if you're sinning and messing up and opening doors, baby, you ain't you you ain't born of God. You you are not born of God because John says. If the spirit dwells in you, you 
will not sin. Did you catch it? There's no way around this one. Either, either that or the apostles, their doctrine was off when they wrote it. And I can accept that because they were, they were, they were men like us and they were still learning. They were still learning and I can accept that they, what they wrote could be in their own understanding because Paul changed his mind a lot of times. Paul changed his mind in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, he says, kick the guy out. 2 Corinthians, he said, I was wrong. I, I misunderstood what God was saying. Take the guy back. I get it. I get it. I get it. But there's no way around this one. There's no way around this one. There, there's, no way around, there's no way around this one. It's in or out. That's why Jesus said, I prefer, I prefer, I prefer you be hot or cold. That's what Jesus said. But what about when you sin? Well, very simple. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And the next chapter says in verse 1, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. I'm, I want y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come at. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want to debate this. I want to debate this fake news. I want to debate this fake news. Like for real. Come on. Come on, shall we continue in sin that the grace of God may abound? God forbid. Romans chapter 6, which means that the grace of God is living inside of you. The grace of God empowers you to live above sin. Which means, if you're truly saved, you will walk right. You will walk right. Or how about this? I ain't scared to tell you. They taught you wrong. They taught us wrong. It happens. I have done it many times. I could be doing it now. I'm finite. I could teach something wrong. How about that? How about that? Maybe they taught us wrong. Maybe they taught us wrong. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it can happen. It can happen all the time. We were taught wrong. I used to preach that women can't wear pants. That that's the devil. I was dead wrong in that. I was dead wrong in that doctrine. And I upheld it for a long time in my first church. You couldn't come to church in my first church wearing pants and you was a lady. I preached against that stuff. I preached hard. And then I was wrong. And I caught myself and I said, Lord... Wow, I was off, Father. So, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me, listen to me, you mean to tell me that a, a real Christian can be possessed and owned by the devil? Okay, let me switch it because devil's too nice. Can be owned by Lucifer? Can be owned by the dragon? I want to hear your thoughts on that. All right. I want to hear your thoughts on that. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Come on. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Come on. Come on. Let's bring it. Because I think it's fake news. I think it's. I just think it's fake news. There's no group of people teaching that. I've been reading the comments. Not one of you can tell me. One person that you actually have seen. You can't, I'm watching the comments. None of you have told me yet. None of you. I rest my case. Then where are we getting it from? Where are we getting it 
from? I rest my case. See? Did you catch it? It's fake news. I'm just reading the comments because I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm open for a debate about can a Christian be demon possessed? And I'm one of the leading voices all over the world for deliverance. And I've never believed that or taught that. And I keep hearing it. I, I keep hearing it. It kind of sounds like an old wives fable. Kind of like God helps those who help themselves. That ain't in the Bible. That is not scripture. As a matter of fact, the Bible says God helps those who can't help themselves. And a broken spirit, God will not despise. You know, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, come on, y'all. We need to do effective deliverance. We need to do effective deliverance. And, and I think I challenge it. I'm just going to throw it out there and then I'm gone and I'm out of your way so you can enjoy your Saturday. I challenge any, I challenge any. Sorry, y'all, because I got to defend this deliverance thing, man, because I love, I, I love this ministry. This, this ministry is helping way too many people. I'm open for a public debate on this topic with this stipulation that if you could prove it to me, I'll renounce deliverance and never preach it again. But if I win the debate, you must renounce your view and embrace my version of deliverance according to Sola Scriptura. I need to debate this. We're going to debate this. I'm going to throw it out there. You can hit me up on my Facebook. We could do a live video, which means a live video with two people. Uh, you know, that you know that you could put two people and we could debate it. Actually, I think you could bring a third person in. We could moderately, scripturally debate this through Sola Scriptura and come to a conclusion that a Christian cannot be demon possessed. And be a real Christian. All right. And I give you my word as a man, which means if you could prove it to me doctrinally, I'll keep myself open to it. I'll renounce all of this version of deliver my version of deliverance of how I understand it and embrace that a Christian can be demon. A real Christian can be demon possessed, possessed in the sense of owned by Lucifer, a real Christian. All right, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> and I mean this because this fake news is giving deliverance a bad name. It's giving deliverance a bad name. Now I understand. Now it's becoming clear to me and I'm definitely out of your way. Now it's becoming clear to me why pastors are afraid to invite deliverance ministers to their churches. Because there's a general consensus that deliverance ministers believe that a Christian can be demon possessed. Whoa, that makes sense to me. I've been trying to figure out why are pastors so scared of deliverance when they cast out demons? I, it's that's it right there. That's it right there. Because if they assume that a deliverance minister believes that a Christian can be possessed by Lucifer, be totally dominated, all faculties, like Catholic exorcists, you know, where we got to get a Jesuit priest to do an incantation of the last rites of the, the Roman Catholic book of exorcism, you know, then it makes sense why pastors are like, uh-uh, 
not bringing that to my house. Why? Because no orthodox, let me say that, no orthodox Judeo-Christian that believes in sola scriptura and has gone to Bible school and has sat under the inst has sat under the influence of the Holy Spirit in dwelling on the inside believes that or knows that like that doesn't even make sense that's not even Bible that's error and heresy I call that heresy and fake news there's no group of people teaching that I haven't found it now if they are out there write to me on Facebook because maybe you know some people you just genuinely scared of saying their name I could stand corrected y'all Find me on Facebook and just write to me. Don't give me experience. Don't give me experience. Don't give me about, uh, you know, I saw it with a, a certain person in the church. Then I'm here to tell you that person was not really Christian. They were not a real Christian. They were churchy. All right. Someone wrote, Peter was not overtaken, but used by the devil. Amen. Touche. Very good. Very good. I've been delivered multiple times since I've been saved. Amen. So have I. Five times in my life. All right. And I've never been demon possessed. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Now, now I'm not looking for people to agree with me, but I am looking for, uh, you know, um, honest dialogue. True Christians can be oppressed, but not possessed. Okay. Possession may be mistaken for oppression. Lack of understanding or teaching to know the difference. Very, 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 uh, very good. Uh, okay. Next, uh, Christians have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. How can what Jesus redeemed be reclaimed? Amen. All right. That's good. The woman was bound 18 years, bent over, but not possessed. Jesus released her. Very good. Very good. Lucifer doesn't possess. He is bound in the pit currently. That's another topic for another day. I know what you mean. Uh, and my, uh, my uh, scriptural understanding of demons and fallen angels has now been expanded. Um, I genuinely believe that the fallen angels are not on the earth. They are bound until the end of days uh, to be released during the time of revelation. I believe the demon spirits are disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, but that's another topic for another day. All right. And my understanding of that is growing in that. I didn't hold that view uh, throughout my Christian experience, but as of recent, I am now under the uh, scriptural uh, persuasiveness of that demons are really disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. All right, love that topic. All right, let me keep. Uh, let me keep going. Okay, somebody wrote, uh, can light and darkness dwell in the same body? I don't believe so. Now, I have a different view of that. I have a different view of that. I believe that they can. I believe light and darkness can dwell in the same body, just in different rooms. All right, so uh, talking about demon possession of true Christian. All right, uh, what is it when demons speak through people? Are they possessed? That's That requires another scope uh, to really... Get into it. Someone said fabulous beard. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. When a Christian gets delivered and vomit a spirit, what do you call what came out? Okay. That, that requires a whole nother scope about, uh, the, what are the true and fake, what are true and fake manifestations of deliverance and how to begin to identify as such. I think that's it guys. Okay, that's it, guys. I love you. The Lord's favor, grace, and blessing be upon all of you in Jesus' name. May God's riches be upon all of you as you prepare yourself to go and worship at your local 
fellowships uh, tomorrow uh, at your local church. May the anointing be so heavy on you all, all of you, that that everybody you hug in greeting and in salutations at your church tomorrow, may, may they all fun, fall under the power of the anointing. And may your pastors, may all of your pastors and apostles preach fire. And may miracle signs and wonders and the exalting of Jesus uh, and the revelation of the Holy Spirit be released tomorrow on all of your church services in, in Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.